0: Hey there, Thomas from Video Mantis. Just wanted to say thank you for clicking play on our podcast. With everything else out there in the world to listen to, we truly appreciate you taking a few minutes out of your day to listen to us. This podcast is all about production sound and how me and my peers operate in the field. I want to encourage you to please share this podcast. By sharing, we hope to help others learn proper recording techniques and practices to help learn what it takes to achieve a quality production soundtrack. We're here to help bring a greater awareness of production sound practices in general and help everyone learn how to record better sound from the very beginning. So thank you again, and enjoy the podcast. After a few words from our sponsors.
1: With Arrow by k Tech, K Tech leveraging their 20 plus years experience as a manufacturer of professional audio accessories to bring audio tools to video and audio productions on a budget. Budget sensitive students and digital content creators require quality and affordable tools for their productions needs. Arrow by K Tech products are backed by K Tech's famous after service and support and have been impressing seasoned pros as well as beginners. Check out Arrow's Intro to Booming Kit and all the other Arrow by K Tech products at www.arrowonline. That's A I R O dot online.
0: Hey, thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. This is Thomas Pop from Video Mantis. I want to say thank you for joining me. I don't know where you guys are right now. Uh, I have a virtual reality headset on. This is an <laughs> awesome discussion. I'm here with Ben Adams. I think you're here. Is Wait. that? Hi, buddy. Hey. How are you? I should take these off. <laughs> yeah. Hi, everybody. Welcome how are you back. doing? <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, I've been immersed for a while. This is This is awesome. I've never played with the Oculus before. Yeah. And you're developing the cutting edge stuff that goes on this toy. Yeah, some of it, yeah. Oh, my God. Gosh, this is so cool, it's a lot I, of fun. You literally, guys. He just showed me uh, a video where the camera or the person is walking down. You, you are yeah. walking down uh, this road, and there's like a, a performance, like a marching band or something that's coming down. And as you tilt your head, the the sound tracks with you just yeah. like it would if you were physically there. It's absolutely amazing. But before we get into all of this cool toys and gadgets and theories. Let's talk about the man, the myth, the legend. Let's talk to Ben Adams. how are you doing Thank you You're doing very good. Thanks yeah for having me well, thank you for being here and thank you for you know you know bringing and making video mantis a little bit bigger having you as a mentor yeah, I like is... like what you guys do thank you it's 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 a great opportunity to you know share the things that we've learned so we're happy to have you on board. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself and how you got into sound
1: sure um I have been doing sound for about ten years. I went to school for uh, cinema broadcast actually, and then I went back right afterwards for my recording degree. Um, yeah, and so I just started basically getting into like everyone else—low budget jobs, uh, you know, one man bands, uh, working my way up the ladder. Been doing that for about ten years. Um, about five years ago. I was lucky enough to get hooked up on a really cool job. Um, I just showed up on set one day, and it ended up being a virtual reality job. And so this is five years ago. This is a little bit, um, you know, before a lot of people knew what was going on and what what VR really was all about. I didn't know what VR was about. So I show up on set, and it ends up being Chris Cunningham is the director, who is a famous music video director, uh, Aphex Twins, and Bjork. And so it actually was a Bjork Uh, virtual reality installation uh, shoot so I was kind of mind blown I was like what's going on here Um, did the job Um, there's all sorts of crazy stuff going. it was a dome experience Um, you know her she was sitting in the middle and uh, we recorded her and then we recorded a dummy getting lit on fire and shot with lasers and um, then we ended up you know recording the room and all sorts of stuff so I didn't know how you know how does that work into in, in a VR environment? How you know how does it actually work? And the guys explained to me what head tracking audio was and how the video worked, and um, kind of was blown away. And, yeah. And um, so I kind of got the bug, and then I, what I decided to do after that is create a couple of my own videos. So I created I think three, three 360 music videos. Um, With, you know, the the microphone and the camera in the center. Okay. And then the band kind of around it. So it's like kind of like in the round. Okay, right. um, Static position. Right. Uh, One camera. So I created a few of those and um, I had my buddy, Noah Alexander, who's a a sound mixer in LA. Um, His band came and we did a rooftop uh, music video. And you know he's playing drums and there's guitars, violins, trumpet, saxophone, it's all, all in different areas on the, on this rooftop, right? So, so cool. I create this really cool video, um, and it's head tracking. So you turn, you hear, you know, the violins coming from over here, the drums over there, the singer, the guitar, and so forth. And then um, Noah hits me up like a, like two weeks later, and he's like, "Hey, I'm not available for this job. Can you cover me?" And I said, "Sure. What is it?" He's like, "It's actually doing ENG at Coachella." And so I said, uh, "Let me
0: check my calendar. I um, said, yeah, I'm
1: free." I said i said hey man um perfect you know i love music i love uh, doing sound that's where i'm trying to go with this vr thing anyway yeah um so perfect so i get on the job um and i'm literally just bugging people with my phone you know trying to show them my my 360 video yeah um didn't actually get into the right people's hands but my card did and two weeks later uh you know the ceo of this large vr company calls me and says hey ben i need you at my office in like an hour and so I scramble, get all my stuff together. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Yes, yeah, sir. I'll be there in a little bit. Exactly. So, um, so you know, pre- preparedness meets opportunity. Yeah. Um, and so I'm prepared with all these videos that I've I've done, and uh, somebody wants to talk to me about it, and so I, we talk, we hit it off, and um, that started my uh, foray into spatial audio, into VR productions, and. Um, it kind of just built off of there, and now I'm doing all sorts of fun stuff.
0: Wow. So now are you working solely for that company, or are you working for multiple companies that uh, do this? Multiple
1: companies. So I'm, I have my own company, and okay. I'm, I'm basically you know, uh, a freelance t- to whoever wants to hire me. And um, gotcha. it's a lot of uh, – there's not a ton of uh, – Like, what I'm doing right now is a lot of live streaming uh, music events. Mm -hmm. Um, There's not, like, a ton of companies that do that. Right. But There's a handful. So um, it's funny that, like, you know, know, I work in those environments, and then a lot of the camera people and stuff, it's all the same sort of people. It's a very small uh, community right now. So, yeah, I work with... Most of the people who are doing live streaming right now, but there's a lot of you know opportunity in VR beyond live streaming.
0: So. Yeah, I was gonna say like this is it's a very niche community, but it it's expanding too. So like, totally. don't be afraid that it's like, oh man, like I'm not gonna be able to get into the click. No, you know I'm not gonna if I'm not Ben's best friend, I'm not gonna be able to get a job. <laughs> well, like that's should, not We should what be friends. Right. Well, totally should be friends. Everybody should be friends. Um, but, but right, like that's yeah. the aspect. No, of no, it, like. it's, it's
1: still growing. It's, it's on, it's on the way up and, um, you know, VR's had a couple waves of, of investment and, um, you know, uh, consumer, um, use and stuff, but, uh, now there's more headsets being released, um, higher in quality content is being released and, you know, um, people are starting to dig it a little bit more. So, uh, yeah. I think, I think that there's going to be a new wave of VR and I think it's already happening. It's been happening for the last few months, maybe to the year. Um, where there's a lot more uh, renewed interest in VR and um, in AR and MR and, you know, the whole immersive, uh, you know, community um, about what we're doing. And so um, it's on the way up again, I think.
0: Absolutely. So let's take a step back for a minute. I know that we're here to talk about audio and spatial audio and all of these different things that are in this virtual reality world. But let's talk a little bit more about the transition because, let's face it, if you go to a school for production sound or for production, they're generally going to teach you narrative or reality right. type production sound education and, and that's fine that's a good place to start what can you tell me about the differences between the two and what your transition was going into that like technically sure um the
1: there is a difference, obviously, um, but what I will say is that all the stuff that a traditional sound mixer, uh, no, like a production sound mixer, knows from onset about recording techniques, it all still applies to virtual reality sound. But okay. there's there's just a few more rules and techniques and um, formats that you have to know about um, to to be as creative as you possibly can within gotcha. those constraints. You know, okay. so um, you still have to know how to get good signal to noise ratio. And you still need to learn – you still need to know how to lab up uh, an actor properly because that's where we're getting a ton of our uh, information in, in 360 narrative videos. Right. So that that stuff doesn't change. Um, but there's a whole new level of complexity uh, in workflows to working on a 360 uh, narrative or music video or whatever. Um that is just the next level of stuff you need to learn
0: the workflows and everything that you just have to understand because if not you're going to be left behind
1: right (laughs) and it's different in it but it's learnable you know it's not it's not um i don't want people to be worried that it's so overly complicated that they can't get it it's not like that it's um probably a little bit even more simple than than you probably think
0: than than most jobs like Yeah. yeah it's not exactly like in narrative like okay depending on what is here this is how we have to get the shot. Right. Where in the virtual reality world, it's a little bit more of like you're included with the camera.
1: Right. So it's just this. It's here. Well, I mean, let's let's think about the main the main difference between uh, traditional and 360 is is a, ca- is a camera view. Okay. Right? right. So so if you're working on set, um, you know they have even if they have multiple cameras, you know wide and tights or whatever. Um, the the whole thing is exposed in a 360 video right it's all wide it's all fair game so we'll just call it right now there's no booming yeah there's none of that in in 360 audio it's all wireless lavaliers plant mics and um, and usually there's a spatial audio microphone right underneath the camera to, to get that environmental. The uh, closeness of the it's camera. It's a closeness, and it's also a 360 image, and it builds out um, a base layer. It fills of, it up. It fills it up. So if you just had point sources all over in, in the field when you're doing your post, and you can, you can place everything how you, how you want, um, it's it's not as uh, dynamic, and it's not as full-sounding. As having at least uh, an ambisonics mic as a bass layer, and then being able to build off of it, and then right. sometimes we don't even use the Amazonx mic, but I always start with it, and then build off of it, and then
0: mix it in. You know what? We need to take a back sit- step for a second. Oh, scheduled time has passed. You're, You're not streaming anymore. Uh-oh. Actually, nope, Anyways, uh oh. Anyways, hold on one second. We, keep going we just uh, we will in a second, guys. I'm sorry. We're just double checking to make sure we're live. If we are, just everyone let us know. I got a feed here that says that it, it went off of live, so we're gonna double check and make sure. My apologies. Remember that we are always recording these, so if there's ever a hiccup or whatever, we put them live online. Oh, it looks like we're okay. Just double, and the green light is on for the stream, right? Cool. Thank you, everyone. Sorry for the hiccup. Sorry.
1: So what? So uh, keep going with that. Um. Yeah. The 360, you know, a, vi- a 360 video. Let's say you're on set. Right. Um you you have to hide <laughs> you yeah. have to you have to hide everything you have to hide your microphones you have to hide um the equipment you have everything to, you have to hide yourself so there's um a lot more emphasis on wireless mics there's no hardwired stuff um and you just have to kind of you know be very aware of the scene you can't be hiding behind a camera anymore yeah you can't there is there you is guess. sorry there is a little bit of uh leeway there whereas um you know, in traditional traditional shoots, you take plates and you plate stuff out and you comp right. stuff out. So, like, say there's a boom in, hey, let's plate that out. Right. Well, you can do that in 360 cameras. You can do it for a whole section of the video.
0: Oh, nice. So the
1: 360 environments here, um, you can hide in a if maybe the whole crew hides in one section and then you plate it out if the environment's not it is more static than dynamic. Um, so there is ways you can do that, but usually in a 360 environment, um, in a 360 shoot environment you're you're pressing record uh at the camera on your on your spatial mic underneath you're making sure all your lavaliers are good or plant mics are good and then you're running and you're hiding
0: yeah all right, and, then you're, and
1: you're you know monitoring from a different uh, different place.
0: Yeah, you're li- yeah exactly, and you don't even know where that place might be. It might be a, just on the other side of a fake wall, or it could be in another it's, room. It's very creative. You, it, your hiding space is a creative space. Now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, all right, I need to take a step back one more okay, time sorry. though, because no, it's okay. Yeah. But what I want to do is I want to make sure that uh, people understand what, what spatial is? audio is. Sure.
1: Sure. So spatial audio is. Um, Spherical audio. So basically, you're creating a sphere of sound uh, that goes around the camera position. And um, basically, when you get into a 360 video player, that uh, you basically have sound everywhere. And so when uh, you're in the 360 player, you can turn around uh, as much as you want. And the audio is everywhere. So the audio is uh, spatialized and you can turn and you'd hear stuff in their proper relation to the video. Right. So um, that's the base, most basic way to say it, I guess. So anytime you're in a um, in a head tracking spatial audio environment, uh, you, if you're talking, um, I would turn and I'd be able to hear you from my right ear and I'd turn this way and I'd be able to hear you from my left ear. Wow. Your your sound is in a spherical space is locked in that space and it's head tracking with the video. So basically we have to align it to the head. Um, the head tracking of the video and that we're syncing that way as well as time as time aligning so
0: very interesting so it's i mean it's it's the exact opposite of what we see like for example in a 5.1 surround sound setup where we're saying take the helicopter and pan it from right. this left and take it to the back so right so it's not Ooh, it's, notes. Notes. it's not discrete channels exactly
1: you know what i mean it's not you know we're putting this in this channel putting this in this channel Thank whatever you um, it's it's a full sphere of sound and uh and it what what is really great about Ambisonics is one of the formats that we use for spherical sound. Um, is that you can uh, decode it down to stereo, 5.1, uh, binaural, mono, 7.1, uh, 22.2, spe- you know, uh, Atmos, whatever. You can take this sphere of sound and it has all the information you need inside of it height, uh, you know, left, right, you know, forward, and back. It has all this information in it. Right. And um, basically, you can just drop your 5.1 inside of that and then now you have 5.1. So basically, it's, it's a very flexible, uh, future-proof uh, format, um, ambisonics specifically, but spatial audio in general. Yeah. That um, you can derive any, f- uh, f- you know, uh, channel-based format from the ambisonics, you know, format.
0: And what is the delivered, you know, medium that is created? Like, wh- what can it be used for? I mean, I know that you do a lot of concerts and events and things like that, but what else can spatial audio be used for?
1: Um, well, VR and spatial audio can be used for a ton of things. So, um, like we said, we said cinematic, uh, stuff, it's really good for commercials, music videos, concerts, educational videos, um, uh, like all sorts of stuff. Like any, any medium, there's also future mediums like, like mixed reality stuff where you go into a, um, installation. And uh, you put head- headphones on and you 're hearing stuff in the headphones, but there 's also live action stuff happening so there's it's mixed it's it 's a mixture of real world and then virtual reality and then there 's also augmented reality where you know it 's kind of like how Pokemon go was where you're um, augmented you 're augmenting the reality that we 're already in yeah. through through uh, a different lens yeah um, so yeah that 's a totally different uh, application too so you could have headphones on in Pokemon Go, and you can be hearing stuff over there, and oh you know, I hear it over there or whatever. Um, game audio is is uh, probably the biggest uh, use for spatial audio having the zombies
0: chase you from behind exactly ah!
1: exactly <laughs> so um, just having the immersion of when you're in a video game and you can be moving around and you can hear it all and um, that, that's there there's so many applications for spatial audio and it's only growing so what do you need to get started in something like this um, I think you just really need to 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 be interested in it like I think like Viewing it as something that's um, unique and cool and actually has a, a viability to go forward, I think that's the first thing you need. If you're just kind of like, "Oh yeah, that's a thing, whatever, whatever," then 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 don't don't get into it. If that's if you're not already piqued by what what could the possibilities of what it could hold, yeah, then then maybe it's not for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then, as far as you know, equipment and all that kind of stuff, it's very nice to have you know something like an Amazonics microphone. Um, first order microphone is the first way to go. Um, sennheiser has an ambio road has the, the ntsf mm-hmm. microphone um, those are some lower budget first order microphones i have a soundfield sps 200 which is a little bit more expensive um, there's you know dpas made uh, first order microphones There's second order microphones which are so sorry. First order is four capsules. Uh, second order is eight or nine capsules. So okay. it's just more resolution, more more channels. Gotcha. Um, so basically, in that sphere, there's there's more you have uh, more of the sphere precision. Yeah. You know what I mean? More. And then also, when you get more precision, more precision in the location.
0: Yeah, better tracking. You, you
1: get you get also a better sound quality too. Nice. Um, so there's there's first order, there's second order. Uh, core sound makes a second order microphone. Um, and then there's third order and above. There's uh, mics like Eigenmic, Mic, which is I think th- thirty two or more capsules. Um, just wow. and but they're big and they're you know not always easy to use, but you know having a, a simple first order microphone, um, a four channel recorder, uh, is a great way to start on set and then um, in post production, uh, uh, an easy way to get in would be an, uh, a software like Reaper, yeah, which is like sixty dollars uh, for a permanent license, right? And then the Facebook's three sixty uh, spatial workstation, which is a free uh, a free spatial workstation from Facebook, really has. Dude, uh, when I first started doing this like five years ago, they were called Two Big Ears, and I, had,
0: I remember that. And I had to it was this these guys, are like that. Funny, the, the yeah. two ears, <laughs> yeah.
1: But that, so they're they're a software company, but they're called Two Big Ears, and um, you know, I had to pay thousands and thousands of dollars oh, for, it, wow. for their software, you know, and now it's free to everybody. So it's very, um, and that's a great place to start, you know. And mm-hmm. there's obviously there's a ton of other software and um, applications and plugins that um. Are way more complicated and do a lot more things but if you really want to get started uh simple microphone first order small recorder reaper spatial workstation
0: excellent and in fact you know just to further on with this question glenn ferguson is asking what are you using hardware software to mix ambisonic mics with the lav mics when delivering live there's a couple of the different recorders you're probably using
1: yeah so um so in live situations we're doing uh let me back up a little bit. Yeah, um, sure. We're not ne- I, there's not necessarily a lot of like live uh, um, streaming of lavaliers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not really like narrative live streaming. Yeah. It's more like concerts and uh, special events and stuff like that. Um, so um, we will have a, you know, mono microphones and, and, and stereo microphones and Amazonics microphones out. And usually um, I kind of work backwards from the, the delivery uh, platform. That mm-hmm. we're sending to, so if we're sending to Oculus, or if we're sending to
0: Samsung. Everyone, this is the Oculus right here.
1: If That's one of them, yeah. Curious. Uh, so if we're sending to Oculus, uh, the platform, um, or Samsung, the platform, they have different uh, specs for delivery specs. So we have to sort of backtrack from there and figure out what uh, what software and what plugins we need to uh, get to those specs. So, for instance, uh, you know, Oculus might have a 4.0 Ambix t- uh, file type delivery format, and Samsung has an eight-channel quad binaural format. So you have we to... We ain't
0: t- playing with waves anymore, gentlemen. Yeah,
1: which this is... Sorry, this is actually quad binaural right here. Uh, four sets of binaural microphones. But anyway, so um, that's a whole different conversation, but this is another spatial audio uh, you know, capture method. But so when when we decide what, uh, what software and hardware we want to use, we have to get with the client, and sometimes we've built... Uh, proprietary full systems to, to meet the needs. Wow. So, um, some of the software that I, I really, really, really like is Harpex, um, blue ripple SSA plugins, IEM plugins. Um, and I'm a pro tools guy. So I use pro tools mainly. Um, and then,
0: yeah, I I was just going to bring that up. Like it's not the days of using pro tools. It's no. over you need to have multiple things depending on where the delivery format is going right it's not about the gear it's not well, about pro tools the, gear. Is the
1: pro tools is the uh, sp- the the daw okay you yeah. know and then all the and then there's different plugins and workstations okay. within pro tools so gotcha. we're still using pro tools as our okay, as our daw good um but you can also use reaper and um people use nuendo and use some other stuff uh i prefer uh pro tools because of the stability and i'm also transferring um sessions between a lot of other people okay so it's kind of oh yeah that's the standard standard in that Mm -hmm. um in that regard can the other
0: programs like nuendo cubase do these types of things yeah a
1: lot of the programs have uh you know different logic i'm assuming it's basically it's based on um the channel order. the channel counts how many how many channels can you do per uh per track you know what I mean? So, first order is four. So, everyone's been able to do, f- you know, quad ch- tracks. Right. Um, but then, second order is eight. And then, and then it quickly gets to gets 16 and 32 as the orders get higher. So, even um, Pro Tools wasn't able to do 16 channel tracks, Amazon's yeah. tracks up until like maybe a year ago. Right. Um, so, people are using Reaper for high channel tracks. And um, Nuendo has some stuff built in. And Logic um, is, is kind of doesn't really support very much stuff. They're more so, music based, anyways. Right. So, it's mainly Pro Tools, Reaper, and a little bit of uh, some other ones. But um, yeah, those are like the main ones. And then, with Within those, you have different, you know, spatial workstations as far as, um, you know, t- to be able to pan and do all your work. Yeah. Facebook 360 is one of them, and um, Audio Ease, and uh, there's a bunch, there's a bunch of them. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Wow.
0: So let's take a step back for a second, because what I want to do. Sorry, do we get too far? There's no, so much to talk no, about. No, we and go, it's good. And well, yeah. that, I mean, this is probably a great time to plug that. You know, there's so much to learn in virtual reality sound that we can't do it on one podcast. So what we have is Video Mantis has teamed up with Ben Adams to put on a special event, which is happening this month, September Mm -hmm. 21st and 22nd. 2019 in Pasadena what is the name of the place again
1: yeah it's at Spacewalk Sound yeah in Pasadena and talk about it and they're uh, yeah they're connected with Sunny Boy uh, Entertainment so I've done a few projects with them um, most notably we did the uh, It promo um, it was a uh, VR 360 promo. Whew. It was really, really cool. Spatial sound everywhere. Um, I think it was like a two or three minute promo. Everyone can watch that on YouTube. It's got, I think it's got like six or seven million if views. If somebody
0: can find that and put it in the comments yeah, for so everybody, that would be amazing. So I'd it, love to see that.
1: So IT um, 360 was great. I did that with them. I did a couple of projects on set with them. Um, just really good guys. They have a really nice space in Pasadena. It has an open area um, that we can have a classroom area. We,
0: we're going to do some demo stations. Um, That's one of the things I don't think a lot of people understand is that. We we can't just shoot this thing at like a warehouse. We can't call Costco and say, "Can right. you like move aisle four over for us?" We need to have a special workplace. Right. Like right. we need a shop like that. Yeah.
1: So what they they have a full 5.1 uh, room. Right. Um, they're set up for uh, spatial sound. So exactly, we'll be able to get in there and um and really like. You know, play around and and, and and really be able to learn how this is happening and like why it's happening. Right. More than anything, um, and then the creative choices we took, and um, I think I think that's the main thing that we want to uh, teach in the workshops is the creative choices we did, and then um, hands-on activities so people can actually hold Amazonics microphones and binaural microphones um test them a b them r- right against each other see yeah. some of these these videos that i showed you right. about how you're turning and how how it's working and then i can explain to you like how we accomplish that right. not only on set but in post um there's a lot of practical information here and there's going to be technical information obviously but that's not the goal the goal is to give you practical hands-on um world real world use case scenarios yeah um And, and, and kind of give you like some guidelines, like, you know, do this, don't do this. This is different. You know, why do we do this? Whatever. Um, so, and then there's also going to be a lot of speakers in the class too, that, you know, that's a once in a lifetime opportunity for some of these people, to be honest, yeah. there's like, I don't want to hype it up too much. We're going to release who the speakers are. No hype it up, man. But some of these speakers are world-class. Yeah. Like, um, like these are my mentors. Right. You know what I mean? And so I, I look up to these people and I can't believe that some of these people said yes to, to, to be here. So being in class is like uh, the only way that you're gonna be able to like, hey, excuse me, how does that happen? You know exactly. what I mean? Like raise your hand. Like you can't raise your hand um, later on, but you can still get the information later on. But if you have a specific question or or are just really into this, you gotta come to the workshop. Absolutely, it, it's gonna be 20 only 20 people in the workshop, so it's gonna be very personalized, hands-on. Right. Um, like I said, a lot of guest speakers, a lot of hands-on activities, a lot demo, of participation, demos, participations. Yep.
0: Yeah, it's going to be great. And Videomantis Mantis is going to be there, guys. We are going to be recording this event, but I'll be honest with you, there are some things that we are not going to be able to record. They might even be showing sneak peeks of certain things or technologies from the future that we can't have recorded in the initial education. So if you want to have the full immersive experience, you need to come to the yep. event. So make sure you come to the videomantis.com webpage. Right on our homepage, there's a banner for the Audio for VR Workshop. You can click on it and purchase a ticket to attend this event um it's definitely going to be worth your while especially if you're into this spatial audio and virtual reality and i
1: think it's and i think it's not just for um people who are like into spatial audio not mm-hmm. just production sound mixers i'm a production sound mixer but i'm also a filmmaker like i i've actually gone out with cameras and done a bunch of stuff uh, as a creator um, so I think this is definitely based towards production sound mixers because, because that's where, that's part of my world. That's where I come from. Yeah. But there is a lot to be had for post-production people who want who are just, you know, um, sound designers and who want to learn about mixing in in, uh, spatial audio for sure there's also a whole uh heap of information for creators people who are one-man band type situations that go out with their own cameras and microphones and they're creating their own content and they need uh kind of some guidelines to uh, you know even just just make a finished product even if it's not for a huge brand it might be more indie or whatever but This is where it's going there's you know people need to learn these skills
0: it's definitely going to get rid of that learning curve and get it to the point where you can be creative with it instead of fumbling around on set wondering what the heck you're doing right you know so for anybody that has never experienced a job like this i want everyone to know that you just got back from working with oh i don't know some some lady i think her name's called Billie eilish Yep. like the number one singer in the world right now pretty big she's pretty big yeah she's got that cool song Talk to me about it because, well, man. Those when songs we were, have been in my
1: head like crazy last couple of weeks. So. <laughs> for months for me,
0: too. Yeah, they don't, they don't come out. But uh, it's funny because we've been working on this event, but you've been like, dude, you don't realize. Like, I have something really big going on that I yeah. can't talk about. Now you can. Yeah. Uh, in the past week or so you've been f- going to france and coming back madrid for this yeah madrid yeah oh spain i'm sorry yeah. that was france my bo- my apologies uh just tell me about this whole job this whole experience
1: so one of my one of my best clients um is supersphere and they do just great work like uh, so much diverse work and um a lot of it is in live streaming music concerts and we work with oculus venues um uh, Venues is a application inside of uh, the Oculus headsets. So basically, uh, you'll go into this headset or another headset and um, there's an app inside here called Oculus, Oculus Venues and you select it and it's a free app. So um, once you have the headset, um, you just log in for free and, and check it out. And um, uh, Supersphere has done, um, you know, maybe 100 uh, live streams over wow. the past like year or two. And so I got hooked up with them about a year ago, um, done a lot of cool stuff. And you know we get hooked up with this Billy Eilish show in uh, Madrid, and so I mean it's a pretty big job, and yeah. um, so you know weeks of prepping or whatever. I got I I got my my bearings straight because we've done so many of these shows before, and I'm not I'm not too worried about it. But the scale is a lot bigger. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so we fly out on September 1st. I get there on September 2nd in the afternoon, and my call time is. 7:30 a.m. on the third oh for the show day yeah so um that was uh pretty interesting just dealing with logistics of getting there um you know in that time uh
0: the lag now you're on the other the side lag, of the but
1: just having just having you know 300 pounds of gear with me and um you know because i flew my whole mixing case and all my microphones and um everything besides cables and stands i brought yeah because um because it's it was a short turnaround and uh you just don't want to be left without that one specific very very important cable you know yeah. in, in another country so i yeah. brought a lot of stuff um you know it's just difficult getting over there so anyways you know 8 a.m is call time um you want me to go through the whole day kind of do like it. how we do yeah it?
0: a day in the life okay man. so
1: um early call time um uh you know for that day you know we're in europe so there's a whole thing about power um Super Spirit comes with huge, huge video racks. Um, it's it's very, very impressive. Um, so their racks get you know dropped in. They're dealing with power. We we, we take a while to figure out power because you know it's coming from the venue. Blah yeah. blah. Um,
0: it's diff- fifty hertz, sixty hertz. Yeah,
1: it's 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 quite it's quite a thing. Um, it took a little while to do that. Um, meanwhile, me and my assistant are um, you know trying to set up as much as we can without getting in their way. Yeah. But we're, we're we're starting to run cables, put microphones out. Um, and then eventually we get power. We get our you know mixing station set up. Uh, we get splits from the ba- from the side stage. Yep. So we ended up getting. Um, I'm trying to remember 48 tracks. Um, I, it's really hard to think like how does how does Billy have 48 tracks? Jesus. Um, but it's it's she's got them drum kit, uh, synths, uh, 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 pedals, loop stuff, uh, vocoders, different yep. uh, vocal effects. It added up to 40 yeah. tracks, I was very surprised. but anyways, so we take the splits, um, bring it into my system, um, put out all the microphones, bring it into the system, um, and then basically you know you know mix a show. and then we output um, to Oculus venues and we sync and we do all sorts of that stuff, check levels, um, check with transmission, I actually get in the headset, make sure everything sounds good. And then we went to live at like 8 p.m. So, I mean, it was like a super long day. And then we wrap out and uh, (laughs) I leave the next day at like 2 p.m.
0: Amazing. So, you're back home. Yeah. So, I was texting me on the plane. (laughs) Yeah. We were trying to figure this
1: stuff out on the plane. But uh, I was literally uh, on, I was traveling for that job almost as long as I was was in Madrid. So, um, but that's kind of how it happens, you know, it's just, that's kind of.
0: That's the, the life of, of an engineer, That's isn't it? That's the way it goes sometimes. That's the way it goes. <laughs> but but uh,
1: what what that shows you, you've got to be super prepared, and um, you have to know what you're doing, and your gear has to be really organized and, and clean, and um, you have to have a game plan.
0: Absolutely. I always say this. You know, Eric Blue always gets a shout-out. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. I like that. And it's just it's so true. If you do not, you know, have your Carnet. Uh, what did you do with Carnet? Yeah, how carnet. did you deal with that?
1: Um. Yeah, we had a Carnet.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean it was ter- I mean,
1: Carnet is a whole thing, you know, you gotta get it stamped and then you go you go through the whole thing and then you gotta get stamped on the other side. Um it, it, it's it's a whole other extra step of the process, but I especially mean, when you're having you supposed- to work
0: that fast too. Yeah, and
1: how you supposed- but you have to you have to have
0: it. You, you know? have to have um, it. but just get Never in pro- just assume that you're gonna be able to get into a country with your gear and then leave. They no. may stop you and take it. Yeah. <laughs> so it was
1: important. I mean, and um you know, we could have rented everything there yeah um there's risk in that too Yeah. you know something could be missing a part or not working or whatever so i tried i decided to keep it consistent and take all the stuff i'm used to um and and uh it turned out great like like uh the show was like pretty awesome like she she's like electric and you know like i've never heard a crowd ever like that before So so i had um like 14 crowd mics out or something like that and, uh, yeah. Just so right away, it, I go, whoa, no, right away. I, 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 <laughs> and, and you know, I put them out in Billy's, Billy's managers. Like, you know, if you put those mics right there, all you're going to get is just screaming. Yeah. Just and a like, wall I, of, screaming. and I'm looked at him like, that's what I want. You know what I mean? So I- anyway, so in, in, um, in concert in, in, in environments like that, I'm hoping to get as much crowd reactions. Like, yeah. Here. So I'm mixing the music. Burst them. Yeah, exactly. So like in, in, uh, concert audio i pushed the audience way more um yeah. than i would in like a traditional just standard mix um because you want that immersion it's, a, it's like a little bit more full and like you want to be able to turn and just feel like you're standing right there and like if you if you see someone clap right there you want to like he- see them hear them clap you know what yeah, i mean like exactly in sync. so um all that stuff's like really important you know and so uh the manager's like oh it's gonna be screaming right here and i'm just like dude this is exactly what it wants." Yeah. so yeah. that if, if
0: somebody was standing right there, that's what it would be yeah. like and it know?
1: was in like the whole show i've never heard um I've never heard a concert like that where uh every single person in the like twenty thousand people were singing every single word like she could she could just do this the whole time yeah you know yeah and so a lot of that is you know to, for us to create a great virtual reality um experience it's we're really pushing the crowd
0: exactly you know? all right, so i want to take a hypothetical question for you Mm-hmm. If you had to bring an assistant that was brand new that you've never worked with before, what would make or break that assistant for you, where you would just be like, "Oh my god, I need to just just stand over here because you're I'm having to teach you more than help you." What would you say about the temperament of the type of person that needs to work with you or work on this type of project um
1: I think the number one thing for um a new person getting into this is, is just being open to what the possibilities are and, and being creative, you know? So if you're a sound mixer and you're, and you're kind of stuck in your ways and you, and you come in and you want to, you know, train with me or whatever, um, be open, be open to learning some new things and, um, not doing things the way you think, uh, because it's new, it's different. Let me just give a quick example. So, sure. um, if, if, so there's a video that I did, and uh, the the talent is wired up, maybe like ten feet from the camera, and then the 360 camera operator is holding the camera, and I you can see in the, you can see it um, in in the shot. The sound guy is standing behind the the camera operator, right, which is fine. Um, making generally, sure, make, where they have
0: to be. Yeah, right? Yeah, he has to
1: hide, so it's fine. fine. He's hiding right there, so he's getting the wire, the signal, and uh, the wireless sounds great. But I see he has a boom, and um, he's pointing the boom you know, 15, 10 or 15 feet away at our talent, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm listening to that track. I'm like, this, this track is super distant. It's not, it's not adding anything exactly to our spatial mix, but I looked right behind them where they were and there's a whole group of people playing basketball, right? So there's a whole group of playing, people playing basketball and the camera's going this way and we had to design that whole basketball scene because you see it. Yeah. It's part of the scene. Exactly. It's part of the 360 environment. Yeah, the location
0: becomes part of your scene. Right.
1: So as far as um, uh, this sound mixer, what he should have done is point the microphone at the basketball players. So what you're doing on set... you're
0: wired because the guy's wired. The guy's right? wired. You exactly. don't need
1: that. You don't need that distant sound. Um, as on a traditional set, you would, you would lav and boom as a backup. Yeah. Um, but you can't get the boom close enough to actually be a backup. Yeah, you just see so, this weird so thing you, coming over the so, top. So the example that I'm trying to get to is to use um to be creative on set to be open and be creative and and, um and just realize like be a sound designer on set you know what i mean like think about it like like okay in the in the final product you know we're gonna see everything yeah you know we don't have to be isolating the sound is. Mu- we want to. We want to isolate that laugh. That laugh. We need to be isolated. Absolutely. But let's let's. But plant mics out. Let's do. Let's let's design the scene. Let's get. Let's give our our post sound friends as much information as they possibly can.
0: Give them some depth to the world. Right.
1: And then and then also um, another huge thing that is not quite as used in traditional as it is in VR is wild tracks, right. So That's there's right. a lot of times you can't get a mi- an ambisonics microphone in, or you you can't get that those people playing basketball or whatever take 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 time and redesign the scene you know right after the scene and get those elements right away your post sound friends will just love you nice
0: yeah go over and say hey guys give me a second i'm gonna get some wild track of them just playing basketball for a second hey guys really ham it up yeah exactly Yep. and so
1: and so there's a lot of that um uh as far as when someone comes into sound and they're trying to learn some new stuff just be open just be just think about it as as a whole new creative medium that like wow i can I can design this on you can set. do anything. I'm not just capturing on set anymore.
0: Yeah. I'm
1: designing. I'm like literally a, I'm literally a sound designer on set. Fun. You know, you can Fun. do these stuff on set. You can do whatever you want. And in the lo- in the location is always better than in a studio. And then the person has to redesign it, re-EQ it, uh, put reverb on it, do all this stuff. If you're in the spot, it's gonna, always going to sound better. Yeah. Um, and then we can still redesign it and add stuff and maybe not use it or whatever. But we have it and we have exactly. options. A- yeah,
0: options. You don't want to have to recreate it later. You want to delete it if you don't need it. Yeah type of deal yeah we have a listener question uh somebody's asking uh jordan man says sounds great would love to get an outline of what's going to be covered in that uh 21st and 22nd uh spatial audio workshop
1: sure um so the first day i I really want to make it a um a flowing event yeah like i don't want to be teaching advanced techniques uh the first five minutes in the class no way so what we're going to do is um start the first day uh with some basic overview of what spatial audio is a little bit of what we talked about right now some of the theory some of the history behind it you know and where you are to- teaching this one Yes okay. so um for this whole for the whole workshop I'm going to be the the moderator Great necess- more or less you know what I mean I'll be involved um, even when there's guest speakers I might you know have a lead, lead a dynamic conversation with them or something like that Great So, um, the first, the first part of the class on the 21st will be, uh, history theory, um, some of the technical base basics of ambisonics. Um, everyone needs that baseline. You know what I mean? Um, everyone needs to know kind of how to record on set. Um, even if you're a a sound designer in post, you need to know like maybe what they were trying to do on set so that you can incorporate it in later. Right. Right. Um, so a lot of theory basics in the beginning and then, um, and then I have a friend coming in. I'm just going to, can I, can I just say who, who all the guest speakers yeah, are? Yeah,
0: please. Okay. Guys. And we can tag okay, them this is, too. This in, is
1: because in- all these people that I'm going to, that I'm going to mention, um, are all my friends. Yeah. Um, so I, I love, I love all these people. They're yeah. all, they're all just great people in general. These are the top people in the game. Yeah. So you can research all these people. These are literally the top people in the whole. And game. these are the people that are teaching the class. These, these are the people who are coming to teach and that are the guest speakers. So everyone mm. is in for like a, seriously a treat. So so after the basics that I'm teaching, uh, whatever I'm just me. Um, the next person that's coming just, to help, just Ben. The next person that's coming to help is going to be a th- um, one of my friends who's a uh, camera operator. His name is Sebastian Hamline. Mm-hmm. Um, Sebastian is probably the busiest person in all of VR. This is not a joke. Wow. Um, if you're friends with him on Facebook or, or just know him, he, this guy is traveling all around the world constantly. Like like this guy makes m- the travel I do look like nothing. Wow. Sebastian is probably the best camera, one of the best camera operators, um, VR camera operators in the world. So he's coming, he's going to bring his camera um, and we're going to talk about uh, you know, just for like an hour or so, we're going to talk about some workflow uh, situations, um, working with a uh, 360 camera. Working with the camera, right. the, the the
0: the joint right. venture together.
1: Right. I mean, uh, me and I've done at least twenty sh- shoots with Sebastian, and um, we're so close together, and we're we're working, and I'm moving the microphones, and um, there's there's. Uh, you know, static shots. There's moving shots. There's all sorts of stuff. You know, so you have to be creative in how uh, you work with the camera department. So that's what that part's all about. Um, working in a 360 environment workflow on set. So what we're going to do also with Sebastian is we're going to do a test recording. We're going to we're going to roll camera. We're going to roll some um, some audio too. We're so going to do a mock. We're going to do we're going to scene. We're going to do a quick scene. Awesome. So what we're going to do in the scene is just make it's going. We'll we'll figure out something on the day. It's gonna be simple though.
0: We're gonna do a wave.
1: We'll we'll uh, do whatever. It. We'll do we'll, we'll have a couple people up, they'll have a quick conversation, we'll put uh Amazonics mic in the center, um, we'll roll, we'll cut, and you know, we'll we'll show that we'll show that whole scene basically. Absolutely. Um uh later on in the day, uh we will have so so another guest speaker that we're gonna have right after that is here three sixty. Mm-hmm. Um Matt Marin and, and Greg Mortensen from here three sixty. Um, these guys are just unbelievable. Uh, they, uh, created their own microphone, which is a quad binaural microphone. It has eight sets of binaural or four sets of binaural pairs to create eight capsules, similar to this different design. Um, and so they have a, a microphone. They have a whole, uh, plugin, um, system to use that microphone. Um, and so they basically have a whole workflow. It's it's amazing. Wow. Um, so they're going to come and and it's a, uh, spatial audio workflow, but it's based on, uh, uh quad binaural instead right. of ambisonics okay so it, it, it's a little bit different workflow but um it's very very uh it
0: sounds amazing like what what could you say are the differences if you could paraphrase i it, really don't want to talk too much about it because okay. there's a lot of differences gotcha um, it might just open up a can of worms yeah it's okay. a little bit It's, it's better a, to
1: do that in the course sure okay. exactly. exactly for um, sure there's definitely a lot of differences though. gotcha um, okay but they have their own workflow. It sounds amazing. Um, it implements very well with traditional workflows. Okay. I've done a lot of live work with them too. Um, but so Matt and Greg are going to come in from here through 60, and they're going to they're going to demo their whole uh, suite of of uh, from all the way from their microphone all the way to their post production and delivery. Wow. So these guys are. Um, just they're they're definitely the um, the authority on binaural audio and also HRTFs. So head, um, HRTFs are head-related transfer functions, and that's um, basically how we hear. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's the distance between our ears, it's the intensity difference between our ears, the phase differences. Um, HRTFs also have to do with the uh, forehead and the shoulders and the shape of our head and yeah, everything. Yeah, how everything
0: absorbs and whatnot.
1: Exactly. So there's. Um, there's a lot of information for them to cover and these guys are are top of the line they know they've created more hrtfs um than anybody i've ever even heard about
0: and so is that on the second day or is this This still on the first day day. this is before lunch on the first are you kidding me
1: yeah so um and then i think we're gonna have a lunch and I'll, i'll i'll cater a nice lunch for all of us and then um so after lunch we're gonna come back and i'm gonna set up these demo stations so we're gonna have. Three or four different demo stations. Um, one's going to be let's call it the Ambisonic station. So okay. I'll have um, a bunch of different Ambisonics mics set up. Uh, let's I can go over them. It's a SPS 200 um, Soundfield. We'll have a uh, the, and you have Sennheiser a couple Ambio. of them here, right? Yeah. Do, do you have them? That that one right there is a Soundfield. We can you grab know, that one.
0: Uh, why don't I grab it? Really, I'll keep talking while about what talking. microphones
1: we have. So the SPS 200 from Soundfield, the S T 450 from Soundfield, uh, Sennheiser Ambio, Core Sound Octomic, um, and then the Zoom H3 VR. So we have like five different ambisonics mics, and we'll have one station where you can demo all four, all uh, five of those and ABM and see what you like. Um, I'll put this here you want to put here's, it over there. Here's one of them. Uh, this is the Soundfield SPS 200. This is my favorite microphone, and I just—it I, sounds so nice.
0: So, if somebody has never seen a microphone like this, obviously so I know we're talking about VR, but whoa, what's going on? So
1: it's a four—it's a four-channel uh, first-order microphone, and mm-hmm. so if you—if you look at it, um, it's got uh, capsules pointing in all different directions, and it's actually the shape of a, t- a tetrahedron. Um, and so basically, what it's doing is it's not recording discrete channels; it's uh, recording, um, you know. Just basic uh, cardioid uh, raw capsules, and they are
0: cardioid. Yeah, they're okay. all
1: cardioid, um, and so you have some directionality out of them. And basically, what you do—this uh, is all we'll, what we'll learn about—is you take that those raw capsules, which is called A format, and then you convert them to B format, which it creates that sphere of sound. Then that you can then manipulate. Wow. So, um, you know. You, they're just raw capsules um, in your recorder there'll be four channels, but you have to convert them to be useful hmm so basically we'll have um, a bunch of different microphones like this, and the core sound octomic is as is eight channel so basically we'll have a station that you can um, a b between all these and see which one you like and kind of uh, get basic information about amazonics microphones yeah and so I'll be there and i'll um I'll be explaining. You know what, I like what I don't like about each one, or whatever. Thank you. Um, so, that'd be one station. We then, also
0: have sound devices that so are sound coming de- into the game. So,
1: any oh, so sorry. So, sound devices is going to be uh, uh, loaning us a Mix 2, which is our new 32 bit floating recorder. And so, we'll actually use that for our demo video. Nice. Um, earlier in the day. So, Excellent. we'll use that and see how that sounds. And they have Amazonics mode in there. And um, mm-hmm. I'll go through all that stuff with everyone on set and uh, show them the best way to use all that kind of stuff. Beautiful. So we'll have, um, so after lunch, uh, going forward again, we'll have an Amazonic station. Then we'll also have a binaural station um, where you can be A-Bing between different binaural mics. Like, um, for instance, this, this microphone right here is called the uh, 3DO. Uh, omni binaural microphone it's similar to the, uh, the eight ball where it has uh, four sets of quad binaural but what we'll do is we'll just uh, hook up maybe a left right from this and then a left right from the the um here 360 uh left right from this bespoke um dpa one that i made right um and then there's a couple more binaural like a uh, little fun gadgets we can play with and so there'll be a table full of binaural microphones where people can kind of um play with them and like like see like how they're useful um how they sounds. you know Yeah, so um, there's a lot of, like, a being right there. Uh, And then another station that we'll have uh, during that time will be in the 5-1 room with uh, one of the mixers, and they'll kind of be demoing maybe one of the um, projects that we worked on, and they can, uh, you know... Basically, go into more depth with some with people and demoing like hey, you know this is what we're doing, um, and then it, that's going to be narrative video, narrative 360 videos. And this is still the first day. This is right after lunch, yeah. Jesus. And then and then the other the other portion would be there'll be another like uh, Pro Tools uh, demo station where I can show people some like head tracking. Um, some cool head tracking uh, devices that you can put the head tracking on here and you can, um, Waves NX has uh, some pretty cool stuff. So there's, and then I got some tactile uh, devices too like a sub pack so like you can sit in the chair and you can feel the vibration.
0: Oh wow. Um,
1: so there's some cool stuff that we're, that we're going to demo and like see, you know, what you guys think and, you know, kind of maybe pique your interest about, you know, what the future of, you know, VR is. Mm-hmm. And so that's, you know, we'll do a demo and then um, later on in the day I think we're going to have another, uh um, demo from um, a company called Nocturnal. Mm-hmm. And they do a lot of in- indie VR uh, cinematic stuff. And then we're going to have, I think, another demo from Spacewalk Sound. And they're going to be showing some cool stuff, like that IT stuff. And um, they do some game audio and some interactive stuff, which is kind of next level, some room scale stuff.
0: This is uh, one of the biggest facilities showing you some of the biggest movies that just, yeah. like, it just came out. Yeah. You know, so th- they're working on the hottest ticket items right now. Yeah.
1: So um, that's in a just the first day. Um, and then at the end of the day, we'll do a Q&A. So um, there'll be a very, it'll be a very informal end of the day where we all sit back down in the classroom and like, hey, what did you like about today? What did not you like? Is there something you need to know more about? Yeah. Um, but hopefully all the people that um, were teachers that day will be able to sit down and, and do a Q&A. Great um so that's day one basically it, it it focuses on production but there's a lot of uh demo and production uh and post-production stuff that are um that's you know, throughout um day two will be focused more on uh, post-production and, and sound design mm-hmm. um so i'll open up the day again as leading it and kind of giving basics into uh, spatial sound design um, we'll go over like Facebook 360 and some other maybe basic, you know, workstations, um, show a couple projects and show a couple, you know, reasons why we did stuff and some creative solutions. Um, and then what we'll do is we'll take the video from the previous day that we shot mm-hmm. um, and we'll show you how we spatialize those um, lavaliers that we put out. Oh, uh, so cool, man. Um, so we'll actually finish the video. We're going to do the whole process yep. with the piece that we made. Yeah. So we'll finish the video um, um, early in the second day. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, what we can do is we can upload it to YouTube, Facebook, whatever, and we can actually see how, how that translates to the yeah. end result, how, how it uploads. Exactly. Because there's some stuff that happens on
0: the upload. Totally. So you have
1: to sort of, um, you know, manage that. And you have to um, EQ and compress and, and, you know, set your levels. Yeah, don't uh, just
0: think you just throw it up and it's okay. <laughs> no, it's, nev- it's never like that. <laughs> it's so. never like that. Um, never. So we'll,
1: we'll go through and we'll, uh, we'll upload and, you know, we'll, we'll do the whole workflow. Mm-hmm. Um. And then I have uh, Supersphere coming in after that, a um, couple of the guys from Supersphere. And we're going to talk about a really cool, well, one, they have a plenty to talk about. But yeah. um, one of the things I really want to talk to them about is we did this uh, series in New Orleans earlier this year called the Audiophile Series. Oh, And what it was, it was uh, three nights, and we did full ambisonics mix from um, from scratch. Wow. So we weren't uh, creating stereo mixes and upmixing and up them to ambisonics. And we weren't creating 5-1 mixes and up-mixing. We were starting with um, all of our mono sources and all of our uh, state splits, and we were creating full uh, 360 Amazonics mixes for three nights in a row. Wow. Um, so that was a huge technological achievement, and there was a lot of stuff going on. It's and hard. Um, <laughs> and Yeah, it was very hard. Um, but I was involved with that, and it was, it was a lot of fun, and, um, and I would love t- for them to come and talk about that experience. And, and also, SuperSphere is just is such a big production company right. that they have a very um, unique place where they can talk, <laughs> they can talk about, uh, you know, why spatial audio is important to um, clients. Right. You know, what, you know why, what, what are clients looking for in VR, and how can, how can they sell the immersive quality of audio as being next level? You know, as being something that's you know uh, not a gimmick, but like like a real sustainable, yeah, real uh, part of the craft.
0: Yeah, if you do it right, it immerses you. If not, eh, that's cool. Yeah, flip to the next video. So um, that
1: that was a kind of a landmark series that we did, and um, they're gonna talk about that, and um, maybe we'll do a quick live stream if we can maybe you know have time for that, where we can. Um, get on Facebook and do a quick uh, upload to Facebook and um, cool. I'll sh- you know maybe maybe we just have an Amazonics mic and we try it that way and just show you guys show how, how you, it
0: does it show how a basic live stream works, works you know? maybe we can even put that live stream on the video mantis feed for everybody so yeah. anybody at home can say hi to the class and see us all um, we have somebody that's asking a question again Jordan Mann says so will anyone speak or teach on spatial audio in gaming engines like Unity or is the workshop geared towards live action video
1: nope um, so I'm getting there. Um, <laughs> so, um, you know, spacewalk sound uh, is, <clears throat> is going to talk about um, some interact interactive game stuff in Unity. Um, they've nice. done they've done a lot of interactive stuff. Um, the next guest that I'm going to be talking about is kind of going to bring all that home because, um, inter- like what Jordan's talking about, interactive audio is, is the uh, the future and the next thing. It's very important, and um, a lot of people have already like sort of shifted to that as like being like the thing that they need to understand to yeah. be viable. Um, which brings me to the, my next guest, which is going to be Headspace Studio, um, which is Jean-Paul Boudin and Victor Phoenix. And they are some of the top uh, sound designers in in VR. Uh, in the world. In, I mean, pro- probably they are yeah. the top <laughs> in the world. Um, they Headspace Studio uh, is the VR production company for Felix and Paul. Which is the number one VR uh, cinematic company. So there you go. Um, <clears throat> they have, Headspace has done more uh, uh, stuff in, in the VR realm than anybody, And now they're really transitioning towards immersive uh, room scale um, wow. stuff. So So let me back up and explain what, what room scale is. Um, so right now, basically, 360 video is uh, you're basically static. you're on a gyroscope uh, point in a single point. So even though it's ambisonics, you can move around and you hear all the stuff around you. Uh, room scale, um, which is built in uh, game engines like Unity, um, you can turn, but you can also move.
0: Wow. So... Yeah, so I started walking with the Oculus earlier and Ben audio, grabbed me. He's like, stop, you're going to yeah, fall. <laughs> yeah, so you're going to fall. You're going to fall
1: um, because the video the video won't move with you because yeah. not, that's not how that video is made. And then the audio won't move with you. Right. So, but in a game in a game engine environment, um, which is literally which is the next step of how stuff is going, um, you you're in a room, and uh, if if you're talking over there, I can move closer and further away from you, and um, it reacts to the distance and the proximity and the reflections and everything else like that. So, um, uh, JP and Victor are going to come and they're going to talk a lot about, um, you know, the future of VR audio, how they have transitions from 360 video to interactive, uh, room scale audio. And, um, they have so much to talk about. It's mind blowing. Um, like just wait, like, like they're, they're worth the the price of the class itself. Like I'm, I'm. Excited, just. To, <laughs> I mean, I know these guys a little bit, but I'm like really you excited. You want to sit down and listen to them. like they're they were even like, hey, well, you know what we're we gonna do? I'm like, I don't know. Like, can we just talk? Like, <laughs> like I i can sit there and just talk to them for two hours, and I think it will be a, that's a, a great time well spent. So, um, they they have so much information to give, and then um, hopefully they sit around for a Q and A afterwards, and and that's kind of that's gonna be the class. So it's kind of it kind of builds. From the basics of understanding of production audio, um, all the way to uh, the, the the next level stuff, which is room scale and um, game game engine sound design, and they they do all sorts of uh, you know uh, that that's also where you need to develop for video games and stuff is in is in those game engine uh, right like Unity and Unreal and um, yeah all those middlewares and stuff like that so it's uh, it's fun and, and so the class we will, will build but um, like I said uh, the class is production on the first day and post production but it's not really like that it's just kind of like a build you know what i yeah. mean like we're doing po- post production stuff um on the first day and there'll be demos of, of post sound design um um from spacewalk and from uh, nocturnal and from other people on the first day too so it's not yeah. it's not one or the other it's kind of like but it is this flow of information
0: For sure. For sure. Man, it's definitely a full pack two day event. So guys, make sure that you take a look. Once again, it's at videomantis.com right on our banner at the front. You can see the audio for VR workshop and you can click on that and purchase a ticket. All of this is going straight to, to Ben to basically help him with this venture and to help lock down the facility and everything. Uh And then, from there we're going to be documenting as much as we can and putting it online for you guys so you can purchase it later as a course at video mantis yep. um so absolutely amazing. what would you wanna to say to wrap this up what would what would you wanna to say to all the people that are out there listening that are you know interested in this course interested in v r you know I think it's so fun
1: like like when you experience v r sound spatial audio for the first time it's definitely I uh, I'm not gonna say eye opening it's ear opening you know it's like you definitely are like oh my god like I've never heard stuff like this before and I've I've seen it so many times where we're working on a show and um you know clients right there or whatever and then I, I hand them my headsets and their eyes just light up and they're just like oh my god like this this is what we've been talking about I'm like yeah and like you even just right here I'm smiling so big I'm yeah, such you're, a nerd you're, you're just right here like you, you put the headset on right before we we, we went live and and, and um and you didn't even know to turn. Yeah. You know, I was like, Thomas, turn around. <laughs> yeah. And then you start turning. And you're like, like, oh my god! I'm like, does the sound change? He's like, yeah. You know. <laughs> so there's, there's, um, it's so fun. There's something to be said about the, the joy of it, and like, um, how cool it is. Like, I don't know. Yeah, like, it's it's just, just cool. It is cool. Like, and it's and it's like, um, just get in on it and like see how cool it is and like see if you're into it and see if you're not. I think and, yeah, I mean, I'm, just, I'm passionate about it. Like, I, I love doing it and I, and I like pushing things forward and seeing what's possible and even getting pushback, back and like, Oh, you can't do that yet. You know? And it's like, okay, well let's develop it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's exactly. Like, like we're on, we're on that forefront. I where, like challenges like that, by yeah. the way, you can't do that. Cool. Watch me do it then. Yeah. So you basically know? that's what, that's what my whole life has been like uh, for the past five years um, in VR. It's like, you know, you can't do that. Well, how do we do it then? Mm-hmm. you know it's not something's not built for it well let's figure then out then we're gonna build it let's work around it you know mm-hmm. and I'm not an engineer uh, I'm not putting I'm not designing software and I'm not making microphones and stuff like that I'm I'm more of a uh, of a user and um, you know a production person so um yeah, but I love pushing, like, the boundaries in, in like, you, you know, I, There's all these tools, and I'm, like, trying to use these tools in different ways or whatever. And then at this point, I know some of the, the people who are making these tools, and I'm like, hey, you need to do this, this, and that, or whatever to make these things better. And it's working, and it's, like, and it's the whole industry is, like, is getting better and better. Not because of me, but just because of every, like, progression. People, p- progression. people who are in it are, are, are innovating. And that's what I would say, like, if you're trying to get into VR, don't don't do so with your with your feet stuck in the mud, you know? Be yeah. ready be ready to to be creative. Be excited,
0: be ready to strike. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much for joining us for this Video Mantis discussion with Ben. Yeah, man. Awesome. I cannot wait to do this event with you. Please come support Ben our new mentor at Video Mantis. Like I said, I'm looking out for the best that I can find for this course and i got ben and i got a bunch of bonuses on top of it so i'm excited to share this with you guys please help support ben and then we will obviously do our best to record and document this as best as possible so we can add it later so you can see it around the world yeah man awesome we'll see you guys in september and we'll see you on another mantis discussion soon take care Hello everyone, this is Thomas Pop from Video Mantis, and I'm joined with my good friend Ken Strain, who has created a course that's geared towards boom operators in the beginning to intermediate level. It's called Boom Right Masterclass. Ken, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself?
2: Well, I've uh, been booming since 1993, and I started out doing non-union features, uh, and then progress into television so most of my career has been working in very fast paced television environments and then they sprinkled it in with some features every now and then when I can when I can't they're a nice little like break from television but television is really where you you know learn the hard knocks and, and, and you really have to dial in your skills and understanding because there's no time and there is multiple cameras and you're moving very quickly and everything has to sound good the first time. They don't have a big budget to like replace all the dialogue. So if it's not working on, you know, they, they will get rid of you, you know, no problem. So it's a, it is a very like pressure environment to be working, especially on a big TV show like House or Lost that, you know, has very challenging environments, you know, big counts of cast. And, you know, the, the, the expectation is to perform, you know. So, you really, these are the places where your skill, your experience, your understanding really comes into play. And you will learn things on these kinds of shows too, you know? And features have their own challenges that are interesting, but, you know, you have more time to deal with them, which is kind of nice, you know?
0: You know, Ken, one of the things that uh, made me start Video Mantis in the past was the fact that there's a lack of sound knowledge out there that really just drives truth into what we do. And those skills are something that aren't taught in a lot of these groups online and, and places where people are getting their information. Right.
2: And film schools don't really teach it either because no, no one wants to do sound. That's the, everyone wants to direct.
0: Exactly. So, uh,
2: you know, I'm kind, of my, I'm kind of bringing sort of a niche of the boom operator, which is where the sound starts. We're the guys right on set, men, women, right on set, picking up the sound. This is is the place where mistakes are first felt all the way down the chain. So it's good to dial this part of it in and make this part solid and easy to do, you know? So I agree. So what makes a successful boom operator? On one hand, one can say that being a boom operator is about holding a microphone over, over an actor's head. Right. That is the most basic definition of being a boom operator. But what we really strive to be is sound people. Who are 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 bringing like more than just a mic over an actor's head, but balancing dialogue and and dealing with weird acoustics, and you know we work in less than ideal conditions all the time. That's that's where where our listening and our experience comes into play because less than ideal conditions, which are basically all the time, make the job the fun and challenge that it is. You know, exactly. so you know, I would say a successful boomer operator. Uh, is one who can uh, do the job with relative ease is um, interfaces well with the crew is friendly to work with and handles situations and problems with calmness um, you get those those elements together and you will have success people will call you And you'll know you're successful when you're turning down jobs because you're you have too many jobs and you're like I can't do that job I can't do that job And you know okay I've I've achieved some success here you know
0: so Ken why don't you break down this course a little more and tell people what they're gonna be getting into
2: the way I've broken the course down is we start with the equipment so I cover that for about an hour of just how to set everything up and that way you have the most success Uh, The importance of the equipment is is key to how I work. And then the next part is physically being a boom operator. How to hold the pole, move the pole, adjust for different things. Um, Actors, blocking, all the different situations we find. I show you how to get through it in a very efficient, easy way. And then the next part is how we function on set. And I even throw in a few wiring tricks. My old wiring tricks that I've used for years that I've had a lot of success with. So, but the primary part of the third part is how to work with the crew and how to get what you need from the crew, from everyone around you and the actors, everything. Just how to, how to work with everybody.
0: Ken, I've been doing this for 15 years and I still learned things from this course. Who is this course for?
2: This course is basically for anyone who holds a boom pole and even if they've just started like uh, doing like student films, you know, new, you can be brand new, but you've tried this, you've held a boom pole and you've decided you're going to try this, maybe do a short film uh, all the way to 10 years. So from student film beginning to 10 years experience, that's for you because I'm still, you're you're gonna learn so much in those first 10 years, and I can can bring that learning curve right back down to your first year.
0: Everyone, this course is a game changer. If you're a boom operator, not taking this course versus taking this course is literally gonna catapult you into the future. You're going to eliminate years of confusion and, and troublesome times and sore shoulders when you could just be learning how to boom right this is thomas pop from video mantis i'm here with ken strain we'll see on the inside thank you so much for listening to our podcast don't forget to subscribe so you get all the new ones and share this with somebody else who might want to get in on this information we'll see you on the next one